Hey guys, welcome back to Modify Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranch. All right, so last week we went to a car meet, I think. Finally. Yeah, finally. Like, probably first for Ranch. <laughs> yeah, for me. <laughs> uh, we actually forgot to talk about it last week. So, yeah, we're just going to go over that real quick. Yeah, I mean, it was a good meet. A nice chill vibes. No, no one was doing stupid shit. You know, just chill. Yeah, chill vibes. It, it was like, it was, uh, it was a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but still some nice cars. Like this was at, it was in partnership with an Osmos there. That I think they just recently opened. Yeah. So they have some good discounts going on, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other like food vendors in that plaza too. Yeah. So I think they're actually, you know, they probably have like really great success with last week's meet. Mm-hmm. So I think they're continuing that. They might. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Uh, they, they had a lot of success. They had a lot of people come out and not a lot of nice cars too. Yeah. I, we got to see that new Audi. It's a it's a bagged Audi, and I think last year I think it was lime green last year, and he had like mm-hmm. a full audio build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is crazy. It it's so loud. Like it's wh- crazy. Like yeah. last year it was like I think it was more of like a competitive car, so he was like really going for like the best of the best sound. Yeah. Like overall, and then now he kind of swapped it out. And he has like a new twenty one inch subwoofer, which is crazy. It wowed me because. Literally, I, I think I, I, we were talking to him together. Yeah. And, and I think he said he had three or four fifteens. Four fifteens before. Four fifteens. Yeah. And he's like, he, he kind of wants to do the car show thing now. So he literally went for 121 and it literally bangs as hard. Yeah. There's like near zero crazy. difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the first, I, like, that's probably the biggest subwoofer I've ever seen. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know they made them that size. Yeah. That's crazy. And I bet that that subwoofer cost a lot. Oh yeah, Shit. sure. <laughs> Probably <laughs> um, so expensive. Yeah, uh, he obviously came out harder than ever, and I think while we we're talking to him, he said he wanted to go into car season or car shows as well, uh, not only for audio. Um, so that's the main reason why he's changing it up. For anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, it's it's a Audi Avant, and it has like a full out audio. It used to have a, a crazy sound system in it. It still does technically, but he kind of dumbed it down so. He can, you know, make it look more like a show car yeah, now. It's more like practical too. So yeah. it still seats five people now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's kind of more functional. Exactly. Yeah. Um. We'll, also, we'll have his Instagram link below if you guys want to check it out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can add that in there. And uh, I believe he has the S5 front end on it and yeah. the full motor swap in it as well. Yeah. I think a couple of years ago or maybe like last year he he did like the full front end swap. Which came out really nice. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, we were talking about, like, he actually did it himself. Yeah. Which is, like, really impressive for, like, the work you see. Yeah. And, yeah, like, the motor swap as well. So, like, it's, he's moved more towards, like, the kind of show car rather than, like, the competitive audio setup. Yeah, definitely. And that car can definitely, like, it It already kind of, you know, breaks necks as it is. Because yeah. the, the rap on it is crazy as it is. And the car... It's loud. <laughs> it's like it's crazy loud. Like yeah. I remember we roll in, like, and he was playing, and like I couldn't even hear anything. Yeah, I, so I literally loud. I was playing music in my car. I couldn't hear the music yeah. anymore. Yeah, and even like right down to the wheels too. Like we were talking to him. I think he waited like seven months for his wheels to come in. That's crazy. Yeah, but like he, he was really particular with what he wanted on the car, and yeah. like that's that's the thing. Like he's really put a lot of time and effort into this car just to make it what exactly he wants yeah which it show goes to show you know what real enthusiasts are about they go hard at it until like you know the dream comes true yeah there were a lot of other cars there too like a lot of like supercars too like i've seen like mclarens and there's some nice porsches too mm-hmm. uh which we're both a fan of um one car that, yeah another car that really stood out was this i think it was a c 63 was it c 63 i can't remember what it was uh, it was like a newer c-class coupe yeah. And it had like 
I've never seen this before. It was like a snakeskin wrap. Yeah, which was crazy to us because we've never seen that in person. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really impressive. Like, even the wrap, like, I know, like, these textured wraps, you know, they're super hard to, like, work with and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was looking around the car and, like, it's actually done very, very well. Yeah, whoever did the wrap on that car definitely deserves an award or something because that thing look amazing yeah it looks amazing honestly yeah. i'm not a huge fan of like you know new cars and modding them and stuff but that thing looked amazing yeah it's very unique too yeah uh, i think w- something really special to us uh is uh while we were actually rolling out uh we actually saw the new corvette c8 yeah c8 so, corvette yeah the new c8 yeah really i mean i'll be honest online i don't really like it but seeing it in person holy shit it looks good it's a good, nice, nice looking car, to be honest. Yeah, and it, like the pictures d- doesn't do it just, justice. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've seen it earlier this year at the auto show, and I think yeah. I've seen it on the road like earlier too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it looks completely different in person. Right. Like it's from you know the front end right to the rear end. It's ten times better. Yeah, totally agree with that. But yeah, overall it was a pretty good meet, and it was a good time. So we'll probably be hitting up the next one if they do host one at that location. I wasn't lucky enough to get the Osmos, to be honest. I, th- I think next time we got to get the Osmos. Yeah, I think the Osmos is, is the f- real flex. Yeah, for real. Yeah. All right, so next up, we're talking about another new car. Seems like a pretty hot topic on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So this week, Bentley announced the new Bentayga Speed. So if anyone, for those that don't know, Bentley's awfully known for, you know, their luxurious, uh, luxurious vehicles. And recently, they've released the new Bentayga and uh it's actually really really nice for what it is uh it's an obviously an suv and a lot of the you know high class clients that are into luxurious cars uh they definitely want to have a suv inspired bentley in general right so i mean bentley did a good thing by bringing this out i love the front end on it but personally i hate the back end of this car yeah so i think like maybe a couple years ago bentley started to like redesign their whole lineup Mm -hmm. and I mean, like any other manufacturer, that like all the cars kind of share like similar mm-hmm. body styling and like headlights, like grill, taillights, all that kind of stuff. I think, like Rachel said, like the taillights on this car, it just it doesn't, doesn't work that well. Like, it doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't work on mm-hmm. the SUVs as it does on the cars. Like to be honest, like my opinion, it just looks very feminine. It does. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't really match like the aggressive styling of the car. Right. The front end again it looks perfect. Right? Yeah, the front you end looks have, amazing. They literally yeah. don't have to change the front end. Yeah, I, I, like, the, I, I like the Bentley styling. Like, it's very timeless. Yeah. And if I like that they haven't changed anything over time, too. Yeah. Like, they've literally had this, like, design for, like, probably over a decade now. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. And literally, the, the reason why people buy a Bentley in the first place is for the designing. And just that one thing, it kind of sets them you know apart from their, their competition yeah aside from like the exterior like even the interior like on this new bentley is like amazing like they have two new versions so i think they have like the new bentega v8 and they have the bentega speed mm-hmm. so this is like the performance variants of it obviously and honestly like the interior of this is amazing for a bentley like i've never seen a bentley with an interior of this it, it looks so good i i i think one of the main things about bentley is obviously their interior right as you said when someone goes to buy these cars they want to have like the nicest interior nicest car in general and if you're paying that much money for something like this you obviously want the best features in it too and i think they did a perfect job of kind of illustrating what bentley is you know it's not just the vehicle it's also you know the status and i whoever buys a bentley 
knows what they're getting into. Yeah. And one thing about this too is like, I think almost every manufacturer out there now, they have like some form of like quilted seats. Yeah. Whether it be like leather or like simulated leather, vinyl, right. whatever. Obviously, like they have to compete with like luxury cars. Mm-hmm. One thing that Bentley does different is that they have the diamond stitch interior. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But they only have it on like portions of the seats, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the upper side of the seat. Yeah. And obviously along the door panels too. So it kind of ties it in together. Mm-hmm. But it also gives it that like nice custom look with like accent colors as well yeah agreed and i, I think that's the the especially in the speed edition uh or speed model i think it makes it it kind of incorporates you know the luxurious feel of a bentley and you know speed in general right because this is like the sport version of it so i think they did a very good job kind of combining the two so that it do, it doesn't take away from the luxury but it still kind of integrates the you know sportiness of the vehicle yeah yeah i agree all right, so let's talk about numbers now. So I think when Bentayga first, or when Bentley first came out with the Bentayga, it was actually the fastest SUV on the market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I, I think we talked about it a couple yeah. times. Yeah. So like you know they have they have a standard to live up to, mm-hmm. and you know the new Bentley Speed definitely lives up to that. Yeah. So the new class lead-in, as they say, W12 pushes out 626 horsepower. Oof, crazy. That's it, crazy. Yeah. And it's at 5,000 RPM which is pretty good. I mean, those engines are huge, so you don't really need to rev that high to get the power out of it. And the torque is uh, 664 foot-pounds of torque. And this is at 1750 to 4500 RPMs. And again, this is a crazy engine. This is Yeah, it's this is crazy. Like, these numbers are crazy for, yeah. like, a full-size luxury SUV. Yeah. Now, we can compare this to, like, you know, even a Cherokee if we wanted to. But again, when if you buy a Bentley, it's not entirely for the performance right there's status involved with this car right so again as you said when it first came out it was one of the fastest right and i don't i'm pretty sure bentley doesn't have the funds to you know restyle and make sure that their performance is up to par with every single brand you know every two years they don't have the money for that right so to put things into comparison probably the biggest competitor to the bentega is the cullinan obviously mm-hmm. from rolls royce so that car it's a uh, six lead 6.7 liter v12 mm-hmm. and that pushes out 563 horsepower which is impressive for you know how competitive but they both are with each other i mean i think both engines are the same thing or not the same thing obviously but very similar one's a v- w12 one's a v12 right so i mean in terms of specs i i think they're really close right and they do it for a reason so they're competitive with each other yeah, but Bentley has obviously gone above and beyond with the new Bentayga Speed. Obviously for like comp- competitive advantage over like the competitors. Yeah. Which is really good on them because this, honestly, this Bentayga looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it, it it does look good besides the backlights. But anyways, on the topic of SUVs, you we're sure? going to move on to probably one of our favorite new trends in the car scene. Yep. And that is stance SUVs. I love them. Yeah, I love them too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it it's a new trend obviously, and there's a reason why. When 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 it comes to stance especially, I think the new culture is bagging an SUV, right? And in general, people like bags because of the convenience, right? But now because a lot of people are starting families and so on and so forth, SUVs are like the priority. You have to own one in terms of family, right? So, I feel 
owning an SUV and then if you're a car person bagging it oh my god you got one of yourself like the perfect you know family car and then a show car as well if you want to right and I think that's where the culture comes in yeah and we've seen this a lot like through probably probably the last couple of years it's gone really popular very popular yes I think one of the main reasons is because like the general car market is kind of pushing towards SUVs now mm-hmm. so you see a lot of car manufacturers they're putting more money into developing yeah. better looking SUVs mm-hmm. right even more powerful SUVs yeah and that's just where the market is going so yeah. obviously like as a car person if you're looking for a car uh, SUVs are very attractive right now especially for the functionality you know a lot of them are usually higher up so you can get in and out easier a lot more space that's the second yeah, point that's a huge part yeah and when you end up doing bags you still have enough space to go and get groceries uh do your daily you know daily chores and whatever you want with it um you can still do it right that's like the main point yeah even like aside from bags like i think prior to like the whole trend like when it got popular mm-hmm. people were doing this to like older cars older suvs yeah right i think it's really popular with the older crvs and like the older rav4s rav4s i believe too, yeah. yeah and people do static on those just cars. static it's not low low yeah either it's just like low enough to where like you can still get in and out and you can still drive in yeah. a straight line. And, and, and it's you... like a nice stance. It's exactly. like a nice daily stance. Right. Shout out to our boy Junior. If you don't follow him at JR underscore EG. He's one of the you know the best uh, examples of it. He has uh, obviously an S2K. And then he has a CRV as his daily. Uh, and I think right now he's actually swapping in a V6. He's a prime example of you know uh, stancing an SUV for the functionality. And it's, it's not only the functionality. It's even the looks. Right? SUVs... Are known to be ugly and like you literally just buy them you know as a daily that's it if you can have the best of both worlds where you know it can look nice and it can still be a daily even better yeah and i think like the suv market in general there's like a huge gap between what looks good and what doesn't look good so i think right. like probably the early 2000s the suvs in that general time frame are like super clean you know they're very mm-hmm. like boxy kind of boxy yeah and you know they're just regular cars look like regular suvs yeah but what we've seen is that a lot of people take those older cars and just do like a full stance build on them just because mm-hmm. of like the clean body lines you know right. and it has that nice boxy shape yeah that like some people love right and i've seen actually some people even not even manual swaps actually do a performance build with an suv so like crvs obviously rav fours but yeah we've also seen those kind of builds where like you know people decide to do performance builds as well with them so suvs i mean they're kind of boring but i think car people in general will start making them more interesting yeah and like just to touch on that topic you said before like how people do performance builds like we've seen people in like dubai do like crazy race car yeah. builds on these suvs and these are like like in dubai they have like huge suvs too. Yeah. they're not like regular suvs we have over here i'm and I'm, I'm, you remember the land cruisers or the the patrol the, yeah yeah the nissan patrol, patrol yeah. yeah yeah people do like 2000 3000 horsepower in those cars it's crazy because it's ridiculous it, it, that that those those trucks can actually handle it yeah right yeah exactly and it's just insane because first of all dubai is insane right the people just have a shit ton of money so like why yeah, not it's just <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of makes sense especially in dubai where like you know they have a lot of off-road terrain yeah they have like all the sand dunes and stuff so a lot of mm-hmm. people like 
they do a lot of off-road in there. Right. Yeah. But yeah, back on topic, like like I said before, like there's like a huge gap between like what looks good and what doesn't look good. And I think now we're seeing a lot of SUVs, like because companies are putting more money into like developing these SUVs and, you know, into like the design features and performance and all that. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot nicer SUVs nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And that's what like a lot of people are doing now. They're taking these new platforms and, you know, building this dance car out of them. And a lot of the SUVs, they have like a decent amount of power as it is. Um, if we're looking at the newer newer SUVs, like let's say the SQ5, right? That We even got the BMW X3M. Yeah, the new X3M, yeah. Um, the GLE 63, you know, very nice SUVs for what it is. They even have the looks already. So technically all you have to do is just wheels, bags, done. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what we've started to see now. Like mm-hmm. even at car shows, like obviously this year there's nothing. But I noticed last year that a lot of these SUVs, you know, they just put wheels, bags, and it's a show car. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what they call a show car. Yeah. I don't think it's a show car. I mean, it's someone's daily, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it, it honestly, in Ontario especially, it's considered a show car. Because yeah. it's something that no one else does. And not a lot of people have that kind of money just sitting around. So, yeah, a lot of people won't even, you know, do it in, in general. Yeah. One notable SUV that I remember, I think a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, was this SQ5. Yeah. It was like an older one. SQ5. And it was blue and it had like the paint matched Audi ski box, I think, yeah. on top. Mm-hmm. And this thing was bagged on some like really, really nice wheels. And I think like, I, I don't know if it's still in the car seat now. But I remember seeing it around. That thing is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I think another one uh, that has popped up recently is a bagged RDX. I think it was done by uh, our, our boy Engage Arrow as well. And uh, very nice build in general. I think it has Vossen v- wheels on it, uh, bagged as, as well. And I think he used to have a TLX. Yeah. I he used he... to have a TLX before, yeah. Yeah, so I remember his TLX. I think that thing was, I think it was actually static. I don't know if it was bagged. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. Um, but yeah, this like the new RDX. Like, let's just talk about RDX in general. Like, mm-hmm. Acura has been doing very, very good job in designing their cars. Yeah. Like, I remember back maybe a couple of years ago when the TLX came out and they had the new TLX A spec. Mm-hmm. That thing was so nice, mm-hmm. and I was waiting for someone to like bag that thing for so long. Yeah. And I remember seeing it in person, and it, it just looks amazing. I Ama- yeah, I agree. But yeah, the RDX, and I think even like the MDX now, they have A specs in those too. Yeah. And those cars look amazing, like so good, like just stock. They look really, really good, even on stock wheels. And yeah, like like Rancho was saying, like this build, it's like on Vossen wheels and it's like airless suspension. That's literally all you need. Yeah. Right? It looks it looks so good. Just like and you that. got yourself a perfect daily, plus it looks sick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in terms of modification, uh, something really cool for me in terms of SUVs and the, uh, like a must when you get one is an aero kit, right? Like I'm talking about like just, you know, general kits. I'm not talking about like no wide body kits or anything like that. Yeah, just like front splitters, side skirts, diffuser, right. whatever. Um, a really popular one for me is Aimgen. Um, they only make it for a couple of cars though, but... I'm just looking at a Lexus RX uh, 350 that with a nice aimgame kit on it. Really cool, really nice. And these cars are nice in general, but the aimgame kit just makes it so much more nicer. And it makes it stand out, to be honest, because all the all the RXs in, like, especially Canada, all look the same. Yeah, I think that's the one thing with, like, SUVs is that they don't have a lot of, like, exterior packages, I guess you could right. say. Right. I know Lexus, they have, like, the F-Sport package, but there's not a whole lot of exterior modifications right. that... Included in those packages, so I like that like aftermarket 
aero companies and automotive brands and all that kind of stuff they're they're still making parts for these newer yeah. suvs right yeah. yeah and it kind of gives you like a more competitive advantage in the stance scene especially when you're building an suv for a stance build or just like a daily in general mm-hmm. but yeah i think like aero kits on suvs is like a must if especially if you're gonna bag it too because it makes the car look so much lower and so much more aggressive yeah another car that i really liked i think we talked about it earlier on the podcast like maybe probably a couple months ago um the new rav4 so toyota's been like redesigning the rav4 for like years now i swear like every year they've been you know tweaking the design yeah but i think this year they've really nailed it on the design front Mm -hmm. and like if someone was to do a stance build on that that thing would look so good it would probably be like the best looking suv like in toronto definitely in my opinion yeah because that car it has like really nice body lines and it's very masculine too yeah which is something you don't really expect from a toyota yeah one thing i like about the rav4 especially in general with toyota they make like special editions now so like they make like the obviously the limited and the xle but they also make the trd pro now or the trd off-road yeah so they have those in the rav4 Um, yeah a lot of people will say that oh we're talking about you know stancing one of those out but think about it you're not going to take it off road anyways so might as well just stance it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that it, honestly, like I, I'm, I'm just waiting for someone to do it because I know someone in Toronto is gonna do it eventually. And even our, our buddy spoke photos. I'm sure a lot of you guys know him. He's been contributing to like the whole SUV stance culture, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people know, like he has the CHR, and that even that car, like just stock, looks really, really good. Like I was mm-hmm. surprised that Toyota even came out with a car like that mm-hmm. because it looks so good. But that car too, like. I've seen a lot of pictures from like Japan, even the States too. Yeah. People do some crazy things to those cars. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, like that car is super popular. Like, there's so many kits available for that yeah. car. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just throw that thing on bags. I've seen a, a couple of them actually on, over the internet. It's very popular and like very well done in general of uh, terms of kits. But yeah, cool God, man. But yeah, in general, I'm really loving the way like the whole car culture is going towards like the whole stance SUV kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm really excited for next season just to see if any more stance SUVs pop up. We'll see a couple, to be honest. All right. So now we're going to move on to our car of the week. Our car of the week is is an S14. You can obviously check the description in, in the podcast for the actual uh, the link for it. But this one is uh, it's it's very unique. Uh, to us especially because it's like a champagne brown very good fitment i'm not too sure if it's bagged or static looks static to me and very nice wheels i'm not too sure what the wheels are either uh but yeah it's it looks like very uh very generic wheels on it uh very nice specs though and the fitment again is very very nice in terms of of the range out meter it's very subtle and it's very well done it's nothing's extreme on it though and it's just very very you know simple yeah like ryan just said like this car it's just it's one of those builds that you don't have to do a whole lot to it Mm -hmm. for it to just look nice yeah i think that that's one of the things with older gdm cars too is that because they were built so clean like clean body lines and Mm -hmm. like you could really fit some aggressive wheels in them just from the stock body Mm -hmm. is what makes them you know so easy to build yeah and you know like ryan just said like the fitment like it's really nice fitment. It's I'm pretty sure it's static. It, it's mm-hmm. not like fender to lip. Yeah, it's not. But it's probably static. Mm-hmm. And like what really stands out is the paint. So like it looks like it has like a nice flake in it or like it's kind of like a pearlescent color. Like I see tones of like gold and brown mm-hmm. and a little bit of red in there too. So I think that's like the main feature of this car. And that's probably what like really stands out to like a lot of people, including ourselves. Yeah. Uh, um, looking at the owner's Instagram, 
it looks like it's a two Jay Z swap as well. Whoa, I didn't expect that. Yeah, very JDM spec. Mm-hmm. You know, the two Jay Z is very popular in the JDM community mm-hmm. and S14 in general, even like the S chassis in general. Yeah, you know, people like to do a lot of stance builds on this, and this is one of those that just really kind of fits in. Yeah, agreed. Again, it's very simple. It's it's very JDM, right? Yeah. Like, there's obviously American JDM where it's like, you know, overdone, looks like a drift car because it is a drift car. This one, you can, this person probably treats it as a drift car because, again, as you said, it's a 2JZ swapped, but it's very simple. So, uh, if you, if you guys didn't know, JDM and Japanese JDM cars are built for sim- simplicity, right? Opposed to American, it's more like, you know, they want to show that it's JDM, right? You f- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like people that build their cars based on the Japanese culture have an understanding of, you know, what's, you know, simple enough that, you know, it looks common, but one, like, you won't be able to even predict it's a 2JZ in there. Yeah, exactly. All right, so next week is Drift Jam. And for anybody who's interested in or is like involved in like the drifting community, you know, Drift Jam is probably one of like the biggest events out there aside mm-hmm. from Top Drift. Um, obviously, with like the whole pandemic situation, I think they still had events going on, but they weren't open to spectators. Mm-hmm. But this is the first event that they have that, you know, they're open to spectators now. I think they're allowing up to 100 people mm-hmm. in, which is huge for the drifting community. So this is happening on Sunday, August 23rd at TMP and I think this is probably one of their most popular events just because it's hosted at TMP. They also have a show and shine as well. So if you want to like kind of take your car, you could go and park up. I don't know if they have awards, but it's it's kind of like a little car show as well in addition to the drift show. I was initially very excited for this event, but unfortunately I can't go to it. It's, I'm really sad about that, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because Drift Jam, I've always wanted to go to Drift Jam this year. Mm-hmm. And this is like the first one that's available. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, sad things, but hey, maybe next year. Actually, they might have some in September and October, right? Yeah, so they usually have a couple more mm-hmm. during the year. So, yeah. you know, there's always opportunities. If you guys are free, definitely check out their Instagram, just drift.jam, and you guys can get more information on that. All right, guys, uh, that's the end of our podcast this week. Uh, thanks, Thank you once again for uh, checking in and listening to us talk about our shit. Um, really appreciate y'all again uh, if you have any topics or if you want to you know ask us any questions or if you have any uh, inquiries about marketing with us definitely hit us up at northside whips on instagram and facebook or email us at northsidewhips at gmail.com yeah and if you enjoyed the podcast definitely share it with any of your friends family anyone who's a car enthusiast yeah i'm sure they'll enjoy it even cats and dogs yeah even them thanks again for listening to the podcast every week and we will see you guys next week peace